Hey everyone, and welcome to the Creative Financing Podcast. I'm Nicole Kimanjian. I'm here with Cody Richard and the host of this show, Jeff Rappaport. This is episode 248, and today is part two with our special guest, Dan Diaz from School of Sharks. While listening to this episode, if you guys have questions, please head over to the Creative Financing Podcast Facebook group. If you're not part of the community, just search the Creative Financing Podcast in Facebook and ask to join. There will be a live session on the second Thursday of every month, so bring your questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can ask your questions in the comments below. Lastly, we want to thank you for subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with your friends. Awesome. Well, we have Dan Diaz back with us for a second episode. And I, I must say, Dan, just getting to know who you are and what you do, it's it's very different than what I do. And uh but like you said in the last episode, we can get to a lot of the same places doing a lot of different things. And uh, that, that's why I truly love doing this podcast is that, uh, you know, I have 20 plus years experience, but I still learn things all the time, like daily. And uh, so now I'm really kind of curious about um, some deal structuring and mm -hmm some things that you do that are going to be much different than what I do. And I want to understand your thought process and I want to understand how you present these and how do you get them accepted? And uh, if it's all right, um, I, I'm happy to uh, either give you some uh, fictitious um, uh situation or we can talk about something maybe that you've recently done but um the one example that i remember and cody i don't know if you remember or nicole if you remember some of the details about it but um i remember that there was a 30 and 90 day um based on whether you were going to get bank financing or cash and i remember that there was a, a low price but like an eight percent um interest rate that I, I don't remember if it went 15 years or 30 years but it netted the seller a lot of money over that time yeah it would have been 30 it yeah been 30. i think they both went 30 and then there was one that was closer to market value yeah so so my general um kind of premise and the way i, I train our acquisition people to kind of present things is um at the end of the day, uh, we are investors. We have to make money and, and we have to get value from the transaction. Now, there's two areas where we can get value. There are two there are two things and only two things that are valuable to us as an investor. One, equity, which is just a fancy way of saying getting a discount. And two, time. Those are the two things. So as long as the seller is willing to give us either equity or time in a proportional manner, we can definitely close on this property. So I like to give the, the sellers kind of the, the, the spectrum, the, the, the extremes to begin with. And, and I let them know, likely you're not going to be here and likely we're not going to end up here. We're going to meet somewhere in the middle. But if we know how big the tennis court is, we, we know what kind of game we're going to be playing. We know where the ball needs to be in order to, to make sense. Okay. So uh, the first extreme, if you absolutely need for me, want me to close, you want me to push all of my files to the side, you want me to take my cash out, 
and you want me to go ahead and, and sink my money into this asset, I need that home half off. Now, words mean things, Jeff. I don't say 50% of ARV minus repairs. Yeah. I simply say half off. And, and the reason right. I say that, um, although it is 50% of ARV minus yeah. repairs, but the reason we say half off is because we immediately jump into, because of course, you know, their, their hairs are standing up and say, before you get, you think this is a low ball offer, I just want you to know that you and I are no different. The only reason you would drop everything that you're doing today, take off work, run to Home Depot or Lowe's or Walmart or Target to buy something that you don't need is if it's half off. Yep. So let's let's just level with each other. Now, most people, they're honest with themselves and they're honest with me and realize, well, I don't necessarily need the money now. It's not like I need bail money to get my Uncle Juan out, or it's not like we need to bury somebody and we need cash now. So, but that's 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 one extreme. See, and I love yeah. the, the the thing that that stands out to me right away with what you just said is that so you're you're throwing out this like, hey. This is where I'm going to be. It's going to be low. I get it. And uh, but their mindset is no, 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 no. That's way too low. And but they're already starting to think. Well, I don't necessarily need this cash, which means that now we could get you a cash flow over some time, and it kind of just leads you to where you'd rather go, most likely. And yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, and and it provides you know a a benchmark. If you want me to go to quick close all cash, well, I told you where I was going to be. Right. Like, I don't have to reintroduce a low ball offer anymore. Yeah. I already told you it's going to be half off. Yeah. Now, that's one extreme. Okay. The other extreme is, the other extreme is, I will pay full fair market value, which is the amount of money that you're likely to, 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 to walk away with in a, in a retail transaction, full fair market value, if you give me 15 years to pay equal monthly payments over the next 180 months. So what we do, and, and, and I tell my, my acquisition people, go ahead and take the calculator out. So for example, Mr. Seller, is your home worth $225,000? Well, I have no idea, but let's pretend it is. We will take 225 divided by 180. You will be cash flowing $1,250 each and every month for the next 15 years. Now, I know you hadn't thought about it, Mr. Seller, but I'm curious, what do you think $1,250 guaranteed money each and every month for the next 15 years. How would that improve your life? So, and obviously, I, this offer is going to depend on any kind of underlying debt, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, things have to be analyzed. Yeah. And obviously, for this to exactly work the way we're speaking of, it's got to be free and clear. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't, let's, let's not dig, let's, let's not talk about the objections yet. Yeah. Let's just transfer ideas. Got it. So now they know. Full retail value, full fair market value, 15 years, um, cash now, quick close, half off. We're likely going to end up somewhere in the middle. Is and there any already down kind of payment associated it. with this one or zero? What, what's a down payment? What's that? <laughs> no, okay, seriously, that's my response. And, and the reason that is, is because, again, I, did I ever say, are you open to seller financing? No. Did I say, are you open to... Owner financing? No. I said, are you open to, to being the bank? No. None of those. Yep. All I said mm -hmm. is full fair market value, equal monthly payments, guaranteed monthly cash flow, structured settlement payment for 15 years. Okay. That was it. 
Okay. Now, the reason I do it for 15 years, one is you and I both know that's going to cash flow. So it's, it's virtually impossible to mess that up. Yep. Two, it leaves the window of opportunity for exactly what you just said. Well, what about a down payment? And literally my answer is, I'm sorry, what's that? Okay. And, I, and I force them to kind of describe and define what they mean. And basically what I do at that point is, oh, you want to be the bank. I'm sorry. Full disclosure, my structured settlement offer that gave you full fair market value in exchange for guaranteed monthly income for the next 15 years, that's not seller financing to me. If you want to be the bank, I have no problem. However, we have to be fair with each other. That's the third premise that I deliver. Okay. What do I mean by that? Yes, you would get a down payment like banks get. And, and I don't know if you knew about it, but you would also be getting interest like right. banks would. However... Banks are giving 30 years to repay, no balloons, no prepayment penalty. Is that something that you are prepared to give me? Okay. Ah, all of a sudden now you want to be the bank? Hey, no problem. Got to treat me like a bank customer. Okay. Got to give me 30 years, no balloons, no prepayment penalties. Okay. Market interest rate. And, and by the way, Jeff, you probably know this. 85% of loans are done with what kind of down payment? uh little uh, well three and a half percent or less little to none right yeah zero yeah. to three and a half is what so again i introduced that concept yeah if you want a little bit of down payment yeah 85 percent of bank loans right now are done with three and a half percent down yep. or less yep. so so if you want to be the bank and you want to give me bank terms no problem with that i have no problem treating you like a bank um just be aware that that there is something that you're going to have to give in return and that is 30 years to repay and then you do get a little bit of of, uh, of a down payment and a little bit of interest. They come back with, I want 20%. Good golly, that is not current bank terms. Right. We have to be within bank terms in order for this to make sense. I love that metric because there are so many people that come back and say, oh, I want the 20% down. Like, good golly, where did you hear that? How much did you pay down payment when you bought this house? Yeah. Right. It's like, why are you, why are you, why are you treating me like that? Like, why are you greedy? Where'd you come up with that crap? <laughs> so what, what, what would you now be doing with, uh, let's say that option three becomes mm -hmm. uh, the deal, which is, hey, you, you got in with, you know, really a, a fair down payment, you know, pretty small. And yeah. You got a 30 year term. Usually we end up, we, we end up having to do just so you know, but again, I let them fight for it with a, with a 6% down payment because that'll pay the realtor commissions. Okay. What, you know, they, they definitely don't want to pay out of their pocket, the realtor. So are you offering seven, seven and a half, eight percent interest? Sadly, right now we've been pushing up to 6%, 6 because, yeah, because of what's going on. And six percent um, happens to be just under what you pay your private lenders, mm -hmm. so you're actually getting a deal if the goal is to sell this to yeah. an owner occupant. Yeah. Is that the yeah. goal with with option three to sell to an owner occupant at some? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Wrap it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and go ahead and sell it to an owner occupant. Okay. Yeah. And uh, all of these probably would be right or. Yeah, maybe option one is you're wholesaling it. So yeah, yeah. So that's a great question. What are the exit strategies? Do you think you'd have trouble or anybody would have trouble wholesaling a 50% of ARV deal? No. Uh, no. Go ahead and collect your option fee. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, 
again, when it comes to 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 walking them, I just showed them the two extremes. But when it comes to kind of walking, when they're like, well, I, I really don't want to do 15 years. I don't want to do definitely don't want to do 30 years. I, I need something a little bit quicker. Well, I've already kind of established the metric and 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 the two two opposing you know areas. So I, I can now introduce concepts like, for example, well, can you give me 10 years to repay? If you give me 10 years, I can pay you 90% of full fair market value. Well, no, no, no. 10 years is still, too, well, can you give me five years? I can pay you 70% of full fair market value. No, no, no. Five years is still a little bit too much. Well, can you give me three years? I can still pay you 65% of, you know, of a fair market value. No, no, no. Three years is, too, I mean, can you give me 12 months? <laughs> I mean, I, I can still pay you 60%. Right. You know, get you a little bit more just for 12 months. Yep. So, so kind of, you know, present the walk them down the ladder, so to speak. Um, every, every, every year that they discount, so to speak, is going to be a percentage that I need to discount. Now, I'll tell you the truth about 70% of our deals end up accepting a 12 month at what is basically 60% of value. That's where most end up end up at. I, I think out of um, maybe ego or pride, they they don't they don't go half off because they realize they don't really need the money now. Right. They, they just kind of want it relatively soon. So so most that we attack this way end up accepting um, not not the long term thirty years, fifteen years. They'll accept the twelve month. Twelve month is is, is palatable, um, you know, and and in their perspective, it's uh, it's it's it's. 10% more than what they would have to accept if, uh, if it was, um, 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 you know, just, just all cash. And, and then think about it. If I was a wholesaler, if you were, you know, and, and I don't know, I know you probably know the answer to this, but many of our, our, our listeners might not essentially you just locked in a hard money loan, right? Because what can you do? Yeah. Lock it down, buy it, no money down. This is a no money down situation, no money down. Go ahead and do a 30-year amortization with a 12-month balloon. Mow the grass, trim the trees, take the dead cats out, bomb it with Fabuloso. Go ahead and put it back on the MLS at 90% right. of ARV and yep. see what kind of offers you get. Yep. You don't think you'll be able to sell it if you have it locked down on a balloon payment at 60%? Come on. Are these, money all day. I, and I'm sure there's a wide variety, but these properties are dated or they need some work, but they're livable, <laughs> right? Uh, people are mm -hmm. living in them. Um, maybe some are close to being rent ready. Some might be rent ready. Um, yeah. I think livable is probably a nice word. Um, yeah. They they are definitely outdated. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're not attractive yeah. to most buyers. Um, but they're not teardowns. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not absolutely destroyed, dilapidated, you know, situations most of the time. Uh, some paint and flooring might go a long way, right? Yeah. Um, Which I'm yeah. not going to do, but right. you know, <laughs> final <laughs> buyers more than welcome to do that. Yep. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Um, Cody, did, did, what, what strikes you with that? Yeah. You know, this is kind of the stuff that we talked about. Um few weeks ago and um what stands out to you other than i know you really like no money down oh of course just like everyone but i like that you're walking the seller to write their own offer like you said start at the extremes figure out what they need and just calibrate and they pick the numbers and they know how the game works with this these two ranges yeah i really like that strategy 
And something that I, I, I find, I have found, you know, is that they come back to us, even if they don't sell to us, you know, because uh, we're not the highest offer at all. Um, but after the conversation is over, there might not be a meeting of the minds and this, and we certainly might not come up to an agreement, but they definitely respect us. And I think that says a lot because a lot of conversations with wholesalers, there's just this ugly, nasty feeling in the back of your throat from a seller's perspective that you're just a douche. You're, you're, you're an a-hole. You're just, you want to steal my property. And with us, it's like, no, we, we don't want to do anything. We're here to help you out. As a matter of fact, you need money to fix it up. We can talk about that too. We'll let you keep it. I don't care. Yeah. It's it's a very different model than what I do. Which what is it that you that you do mostly? So I do I do a bunch of wholesaling, but mm -hmm. we do commercial and we do residential. Um, I use creative finance on everything, right? Um, I and especially now, it, I'm almost not to. even wanting cash deals right now. Um, uh, just because going and getting refinanced at some point is uh, a bit of an issue, uh, especially on commercial um, and uh, on even on residential. If you were holding for non-occupied, I mean, you're probably looking at eight plus percent right now, so or close to it for sure. So, um, so I'm always trying to create terms, and uh, we we take a different approach. Uh, that, so we're, we are going, I don't say owner finance, um, it would be terms or it would be payments for your equity or um, an Ooh, installment like sale, something like yeah. that. And uh, we're going to talk, you know, if it's commercial or it's um, uh, it's been a income property, we're, we're going to talk about some tax benefits that mm -hmm. could come their way or the amount of money that they could make over some time. And we tend to do what you do, which is probably make them multiple offers mm -hmm. and give them a choice on how they want to deal with it. You know, obviously our our down payment, we're, we're gonna dive a little deeper. Um, uh, when we talk to a seller, we'll find out, okay, they're open to taking payments for their equity and uh, hey, typically when we're structuring this kind of deal, we put little to no money down. I assume that would work for you. And, 100%. Uh, and they'll either say yes and great, uh, done deal, or no. And then now we'll dive deeper. Um, all right, what is the amount that you need right now so that you can uh, you know, move this forward? And, uh, and we might, if they need more money down, then we're going to tell them it's going to affect the rest of the offer. Um, if they need less money down, then we can work something out that way. And uh, that we we just did a deal with no um, no interest on an apartment building um, for the next ten years. Which hey, we overpaid for the property, but um, yeah. You know, uh, we can create a deal that works because they're willing to finance us. So yeah, um, yeah for sure. So I'll share, I'll share something with you. And and I think with the audience, it'll really, it'll really connect with them. Uh, whenever they start talking about, especially crazy down payments, I, I, I let them know, Hey, listen, I, 
I, I can pay any down payment that you want me to, but just realize that there's going to be a, a consequence. So everything that you ask and everything that you get, yep. there is something that you're going to have to give in return. And let me share with you a little bit um, with how our money works. Um, when we have cash in the bank, we get a five to one bang for our money. What does that mean? For every $10,000 we have deposited, we get a $50,000 line of credit. For every $100,000 we have deposited, we get $500,000 line of credit. For every million dollars, you get the point, which is really great if you have cash deposited in the bank. However, every time we withdraw $10,000, we're going to get penalized with a $50,000 reduction in our line of credit. We get a five to one bang for our money with the cash in the in, 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 in the bank. Now, if you're going to ask me, if you're going to ask me to withdraw money from the bank, that five to one impact is going to have to be compensated somehow. Now, I get it. You're in no position to give me a five to one impact on my money. However, the bare minimum that I will accept, if that is what you want me to do, is a two to one impact on the money. So for every $10,000 that you ask me to take away from the bank, I'm going to need a $20,000 price reduction, mm -hmm. two to one bang for my money. I have to have it because I'm taking a five to one hit in the bank. Now, one way to kind of go around this is let me borrow that money. So instead of me taking the money from the bank, I can then go ahead and get someone else, private lender who wants to put their money to work. And I can go ahead and borrow that money give it to you in the form of down payment. However, I told you, there's no such thing as getting something for free. Just be aware that their money is going to be in a first lien position and your note is going to be in a second lien position at that point. Yep. So this this works really well because now it kind of gets them to like, crap. Okay, how much, how much down payment do I really need? And I tell them, look, you wanting a big down payment, that, that's just an emotional talk. That's just because you don't know the impact of money. But think about it. Wells Fargo is doing 85% of loans at three and a half percent down or less. Why? Because the security is not in the down payment. The security is in the paperwork. And you're going to be getting the same exact paperwork that Wells Fargo is going to be getting. You're going to be getting a deed of trust, a promissory note, and you're going to be getting, uh, and I'm going to be getting warranty deed with vendors. Lien. You'll have full rights, that the same rights that Wells Fargo has to, to go ahead and foreclose on my ass if I ever don't pay. So the security... If it came from a down payment, Wells Fargo would be asking for 50% down payment, but they're not because that's not where it comes from. So we do that and and it, like and it. it works, you know? I mean, yep. it, it 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 it's it puts their brakes because I mean, they, they just love spitting out. Oh, I'm going to need $100,000 down. Right. Really? Your house is 200,000. Bastard. <laughs> like, you know, they, they just they just vomit numbers like it's yep. nothing. And it's like, no, 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 no. And then I also tell them that's the reason also, that's the reason, by the way, if you're curious why I can only offer you half off is because I'm going to be taking the money from the bank. That's my two to one bank for my money. So it's, it's, I'm, I'm being hundred percent truthful and forthcoming from the very beginning, even though I didn't explain it as to why I needed to be half off. You're asking me to take money out from the bank. So I need a two to one bank for my money. I think that's a great idea. Uh, the, the first thing, you know, the art of negotiation is when someone asks for something, you ask for something back. Absolutely. Um, 
if you don't ask, uh, you're not setting the tone, then they keep asking for things. When you ask for something back, they know if I ask for something, he's going to ask for something back. Yep. Um, you got to train him. You got to yep. train him. And, and, and my, my training with my acquisition guys, I train them to train the seller. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean. I tell them very early on, listen, there's going to be things that you're going to want. Just be aware that my response will likely be as follows. I don't know if we can do that, but if we can, what are you going to give in return? Yeah. Like I just, I tell them to, and, and that's how they talk to sellers. That's how we talk to sellers. Listen, yeah. you're going to want things. Just be aware that my response will likely be this. I don't know if I can do it, but if I can, what are you willing to give in return? I think and I'm going to take that and I'm going <laughs> to use that myself. Heck yeah. You got to train the sellers. Yeah. You know, how, how is the game played fairly? Because they, they're not all about being fair at all. I love it. Um, so, Nicole, have you gotten anything out of this interview with Dan? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is, um. well, I talk to sellers pretty much almost every day. And so listening to the different, I guess, perspective of um, giving them a come to Jesus moment is, uh, is pretty nice cool. Way. I, 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 uh, yeah, I like the way um, you deal with like the objections or, you know, them wanting a big down payment. Cause I talk to a lot of sellers who are in Salt Lake and they still, their heads are still in the, in the clouds with how much money they want for their property. And it's just like, um, yeah, yeah like yesterday I talked to someone and he's, he sent me a um uh, appraisal that he got in May. And I'm like, you realize like the market is not the same as it was in May, right? Like you're not getting, I'm not, there's no way <laughs> yeah. um, that you're going to get this price. Um, but anyway, I, I like the way, um, the way you uh, deal with certain objections with sellers. Yeah. Yeah. And something that might help you, Nicole, as well. And, and, and Jeff, I'm happy to share. Um, again, I, I train my my acquisition people from the very beginning to say, hey, listen, you probably have a lot of problems and I don't have the ability to solve all of them. My promise is to put you in a better place if possible. But I, I the, the the sale of this house, a lot of people think that there is their, that's their magic lottery winning ticket to okay. solve all of their problems. It is not, I cannot solve all your problems. I can put you in a better position if you're open to hearing about it. And then you make this choice of what you have to give in return for that better position is, is worth your while. And the answer is yes, we'll move forward. If the answer is no, we won't. And that's okay. I'm fine either way. Dan, do you see um, with what's going on in the market the last few months, do you see a change in people's uh perspective in terms of what they're willing to do, what they're open to. I I know that you can go and buy stuff off the MLS and convert it to owner finance, but when you're talking to sellers now, as maybe opposed to six months ago, um, are you seeing any kind of change in their, uh, their thought process? They're definitely in pain. Um, They, the vast majority of, of sellers that we talk to, um, they are, um, um, they're fighting with their spouses because their spouse, and, and, and I can't say men or women, I, I, I think it's 50, 50, one wanted to list a year ago and the other said, let's keep pushing it. Let's keep pushing. 
expecting it. It's not the peak yet. And then they finally list it and they realize they're on the downhill. So there's a lot of tension and I've, I've been going through my acquisition people. I'm like, look, we have to be extraordinarily um, compassionate and sensitive to the fact that today, if they sell, it will be out of anxiety and fear and, and pressure, not from us, but, but from the market conditions, it is not going to be a happy situation for them. So that's been my experience. We, we, I coach my acquisition guys and girls to, to just be aware that um, the state of mind that the sellers are in is not a good state of mind. And, and they're not most likely coming from a place of happiness and abundance and, um, you know, a year ago they were greedy. And so we just yeah. had to overcome that, but, but at least we're happy, you know, at least they're like, Oh yeah, you know, maybe we'll get all this money from my house <laughs> now today. Uh, uh-uh. yeah. you know, they're kicking themselves in the butt. Um, they, they are very unsure. They are nervous. They are anxious. They are depressed. Um, we ran a report, uh, in San Antonio and, uh, across all of the listings on Zillow, across all of their listings, this, last 30 days was the highest number of more than $10,000 price reductions yeah. ever. Yeah. And we're seeing price reductions in the hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a scary time to sell. And especially when people, it's a great time to buy, to, but yeah, you know. <laughs> but especially the homeowners in general were, they, they were getting used to, Hey, mm-hmm. I, if I put my property on the market, I'll probably have multiple offers in the first over asking, right? And no they, option, no contingency, right? They'll bid it all up, and uh, we're, we'll walk away with a bunch of cash. And now all of a sudden, it's like we put the property on the market, and it that there are no showings. That there's mm-hmm. it's sitting, and uh, more like reality than mm-hmm. you know the fairy tale land that we were living in for the last several years, but. Um, not everyone's on board quite yet. Um, they will be, but not quite yet. They're still hoping that, uh, things are going to bounce right back. So, yeah. And one statistic that I like to share with them because they can actually monitor it. Um, and I don't know if this is hundred percent up to date yet, just because I did hear this statistic about a year ago, I was at a conference, um, sponsored by Zillow. And they, they said that in, in the uh, South Texas region, which, which that's what the conference was focused on, uh, the South Texas region, the 90% of sales occurred when two metrics were met. The property had 3,100 views and it had 450 saves wow. within the first 30 days. So 3,100 uh, views, 450 saves within 30 days. Hmm. Anytime those two metrics were not meant, that meant that the property would take longer and therefore the price would be, you know, would Interesting. be lower. Wow. So that's one, that's, uh, that's one little metric that I kind of tell people, I'm like, Hey, listen, I'm just sharing statistics. If your price is right, it needs to have an average of about 3000 views and 400 likes within the first 30 days. Let me share a screenshot of what your home on Zillow is doing right now. <laughs> thousand views. 30 saves, 60 days. Yeah. What do you think this is telling you? Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a bucket of cold water, but. Yeah. You know. But sometimes that's what you got to do. Uh, yeah. You got to let them know. Nicely, compassionately. Yes, right. Smile on your face, you know, but um, they, they deserve to know the truth. 
I feel. So, uh, Cody, um, we'll start to wrap this up, but uh, anything in takeaways from, you know, either of these two interviews with Dan? Yeah, this is super helpful, I think. I mean, the biggest thing is people present offers in a lot of different ways, but I really like how you're kind of holding the hand a little bit and guiding to where they need to be, which I think is great. Um, and one other thing I was curious about slightly, and we can keep it short, because I know you talked about the profile of your buyers, but where are you finding your owner occupant and buyers? So, so, so the owner finance buyers that are going to pick their mm-hmm. home off the MLS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, real estate agents. agents. When a buyer is serious about buying, they go to a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. When a seller is serious about selling, they go to a real estate agent. I think that is such an untapped, um, you know, uh, market that uh, that's something that we offer with our students at School of Sharks. If they want a list, you know, of a thousand real estate agents to build their own network in their own city, we'll go ahead and provide it for them. Um, building relationships, because when someone is serious uh, and committed and ready to either buy or sell, they're going to talk to a real estate agent. Now, 99% of the time, that real estate agent is not going to know what to do unless you made the effort to connect with them and basically say, hey, you're really great in the box. You're really great with great credit people um, that, that are looking for pretty homes. You stay in that box. However, you're going to get approached by either buyers or sellers that don't fit that box. I work outside the box. Any problem that is not easily resolvable with a traditional model, call me. And if I don't know the answer, I know where to connect you to. And that gives them the opportunity to be valuable and relevant because now they can build their own networks of buyers and sellers and say, hey, listen, any problem under the sun, I got you. If I don't know how to solve it, I know Cody or Jeff or Nicole or Dan who can connect me with someone. But but building relationships with with, uh, agents is is super powerful and um, it's not free. You know, but it's it's not PPC, you know, it's not mailers. It's not, uh, you know, it's just it's just phone calls. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you for your time and sharing all this info with us. We're, for sure. We've truly enjoyed having you, Dan. Uh, tell people where they can get a hold of you, where they can find about out about your Facebook group, about any education, any any kind of uh, offerings that you may have. Absolutely. Well, certainly do, do appreciate it. Schoolofsharks.com is our website. Look us up on Facebook as well. Go ahead and search for School of Sharks. We are hosting, uh, me personally hosting, a webinar this November 17th, 6 p.m., I believe. Um, it is a Zoom-based course that's going to be focused exclusively on negotiations for seller finance acquisition. Um, it's 97 bucks to join. Um, you definitely need to go ahead and do that. If you're not able to join for whatever reason, I'm going to let you know that it will be available on schoolofsharks.com, but the regular price for this course is going to be $297. So even if you can't attend in person, by all means, lock in your ticket, and then that way you can you can have it for a, for a later time. Um, shoot me an email, info at schoolofsharks.com. And um, I love connecting with uh, people that are focused in real estate, whether it's on the investor side or the retail side. If you're an agent... And you haven't heard from me in the last 30 days. I'm not doing my job. So let me know. I'll, I'll, I'll call you. <laughs> well, and you, and you have some really great connections too. Um, I try. <laughs> and they're in your group. Um, 
you have a servicer, um, mm -hmm. Sohel, right? Is that Sohel, yeah, Sohel. he services loans. Yep. yep. And um, we've got RMLO. We have at least nine attorneys. Um, and I can't think of his first name. Um, Alan Sushker, maybe, Scott Horn, uh, Matthew yep. Aycock. Okay. Yep. It, it was um, Horn. Uh, yeah, Scott Horn. Scott Horn, who does stuff outside of Texas, from what I understand as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, so, he does. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. Uh, and yes, uh, the other group that does the rap mortgage stuff, um, a bunch of seminars in Texas. Uh, you've got some really good connections in your group. So um, just an added bonus for. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time or, or people ask me, they're like, who, you know, how, how do you, how did you get to kind of know, you know, what it is that you know? I don't think I know a lot, but I find that I, it seems that I do. And I've spent a lot of time with attorneys. I love networking with attorneys because a, it's relatively cheap, you know, from the perspective that most attorneys charge two to 300 bucks an hour. And, and their wealth of information is, is invaluable. Um, you know, their careers kind of depends on it. So yep. that's one of my biggest networking uh, gold nugget that I give people. Just talk to attorneys. I mean, half of them are wrong every day in America, <laughs> but half are right, you know? Yeah. Yep. I, I have a question before sure. we, we end this, um, yeah. because you talk about um, speaking with agents. I'm just curious what that conversation is like. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, Jeff has us talking to agents, too, like as apprentices, like um, we do call mm -hmm. uh, on listings sometimes just to talk to them. And I'm just curious what what you guys are talking to agents about or yeah, how does yeah. that conversation go? So so it's 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 a simple start the conversation. Um, agents want to talk to people. They really do. I mean, they understand that they're grilled that by their brokerages. So um, the initial conversation is just, you know, how you doing? My name is Dan. I understand that, you know, you're Jeff. You've been an agent or you are an agent in the San Antonio area or whatever it is Jeff is an agent at. Um, I wanted to reach out because I know that many times you have buyers and sellers that come to you as a resource and you may or may not have the answer to their problems. For example, would you know exactly what to do if someone is about to get foreclosed in the next seven days and shut up? Would you happen what to know what to do if if a home requires so many repairs that it's simply not bank lendable and it's not worthwhile putting it on the MLS? Who would you call? Would you happen to know what to do if someone is going through a divorce? One of them wants to keep the home, the other does not. Would you know what to do if you have somebody who's looking for a really nice home, half million dollar property, has a great business, but they can't qualify for a bank mortgage because although they have a 710 credit score, they don't have two years of their tax returns made up yet. All of those are concerns that I can answer. So the only reason I'm reaching out is so that hopefully I can be in your Rolodex. And anytime you have a buyer or a seller with a situation, a problem, or a concern that you're not able to immediately resolve, you give me a call. My promise is that if I don't have the answer, I certainly do have the network that can get that answer for you. Well, and one of the That's concerns should be is, what happens when you don't have enough equity to sell uh, the property now? Because we're going to start seeing that more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As equity prices start going down, I think right now, if it, you know, if you bought even six months ago, you're you're probably okay. But for, as for as interest being, rates continue going yes. up, and you know, prices start going down, yeah, we're going to be. 
There may be even opportunity. It's not my area of expertise, but there may even be an opportunity for short sales. Yeah. You know, in, yep. in the future. If things well, if you be. bought VA or even FHA in the last. You got no uh, equity. No. 18 months. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with the federal government, Jeff. I mean, I think it is such. I do. I do. I mean, I think it is such a beautiful reward. And I totally support, you know. Um, VA loans, because I think it's a, it's a very beautiful, thank you for your service. You know, I, I do. Mm-hmm. However, when you're working for an employer, who's likely going to relocate you every right. two to three years yep. and by design, you probably won't have enough equity to sell it. Yep. Oh, I don't want to open up a can of worms or a Pandora's box, but it's, it's a love hate relationship. And if you I keep have. it, you may not be able to qualify for another property. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and then you became an accidental landlord. Right. From Germany yeah. or wherever you're at. Yeah. <laughs> now you, you are correct. It, 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 it has a and I don't know premise. the solution to that. Yeah, it has a you good know, premise. I, it's just not a good execution. I, I don't think the solution is, you know, thank you for, you know, giving your life for our country. 20% down is required so that you do have enough equity. You right. know, when you sell, I don't know. I don't think that's the solution, but yeah. it's it's such a mess. I'm with you. <laughs> well, Dan, it has been super pleasure having you. And I appreciate you actually going over what I told you we would do. Um, and I really hope our audience gets something out of it. And uh, I know from for me, my I, I always have a certain way that I like to do things. You have a certain way that you like to do things. And I love having conversations with people because I, you know, there there's nuggets that I can take from what you do, or Cody does, or Nicole, or anyone else, and implement it uh that whether it's in a full-on strategy or it's just a phrase that you might say or something because there are just so many different ways that you can make this work and you're always wanting to add to that experience level that knowledge level so i i really appreciate having you on thank you for having me uh pleasure's and, all mine thank you so much and, and i'm looking forward i'm going to be on your webinar in nice. november so <laughs> well what an endorsement right there to uh, your audience <laughs> once you have the podcast uh kind of chopped up and edited uh let me know and we'll go ahead and broadcast it on school of sharks and we sell it to our we'll we'll sell it we will send it <laughs> our email list <laughs> you got it we, we will be happy to do it thank you much um yeah thank you thank you both as well and uh to all of you out there go out and create some terms.